I once was a Yorfest host, I was, and as was Johnny Boy. And all the podcasts in our way, we just did destroy. I drank Stella, Johnny drank Deuce over the seven seas. Olga Koch, Felix White, Sid, as me and Henry. You pick a name and you pick a place and that is just the start. Three headliners and your best mates can come if it's not far. And this is not a cricket pod, it's Tommy's therapy. Johnny can be a cynical sad, but really he's happy. So let us take you away with us for an hour or two. We'll share and share a life with you if Kermit brings the booze. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Your Fest, the podcast that's all about festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my mustachioed co-host, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, hello and how are you doing today? Very good, mate. It's a uh, it's January. It's lockdown. Couldn't be happier. Uh, no, but seriously, I'm uh, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I think we've both recently had haircuts as well. So yeah, going we have into the actually, new year with less hair. I forgot to compliment you on that at the beginning. I was actually meant to, but um, you're you're looking fine and dandy, baby. Thank you very much. And your moustache is still with us. You haven't shaved that off. No, it's getting stronger. It's getting stronger by the day. It's getting thicker. It's... <laughs> anyway, for anybody that hasn't listened, for anybody that hasn't listened to the podcast before, do you want to give a brief explainer of what it's all about? Yeah, uh, the podcast is called Your Fest, as you probably know because you've already clicked on it. Every single week, we get on a, we invite a different guest on to talk about their dream festival lineup. Uh, they have to pick three headliners, a name, a location, and the the, uh, the artist can be dead or alive any point in history. Perfect. And our guest this week is the incredible comedian Zoe Lyons, who's done things like Mock the Week, QI, uh, Have I Got News for You. She's on Celebrity MasterChef. She was on Celebrity Mastermind just over Christmas with Lucy Porter, another former member of the Fest Planning Committee. And she is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, she's um, she's a pretty big deal, man. Pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, she's a very, very funny person. Um, sorry, just Celebrity Mastermind just threw me off because it just makes me think of uh, Monty Panesar. But... No, that's a different... Who, who she also did Celebrity Masterchef with. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> I know, we, uh, I know we've, I've probably, we've probably done enough cricket guests for like two years' worth of podcasts, but we have to make an exception if we can get Monty Pamisar at some point. If Monty, you're listening, uh, do get in touch. But this week, our guest is Zoe <laughs> Lyons. So should we get straight to it? Let's do it, baby. This is episode 28 of Your Fest with the incredible Zoe Lyons. Let's go! Woo! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Zoe Lyons, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest planning committee. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm very well, thank you, and looking forward to submitting my plans to the board. So uh, uh, I've put together quite an awesome festival, so I think I, I think this is just a formality before we get it rolling. We like that sort <laughs> of confidence going going straight into it, actually. Yeah. 
people yeah. people that come on and it's going to tell us it's going to be a good festival I do I, like Tommy says have some confidence in them you don't want these people go, I'm not sure about it I don't know if it'll be any good I've got to win Johnny round because he hates festivals. <laughs> I don't know an awful lot about putting on festivals, but I do know that it takes an enormous amount of balls because most of them, I mean, it's a huge endeavour. And any promoter that does it, hats off to them. You've really got to commit to it because there's so many There's so many things that can go wrong. There's so much admin. So now I've decided to do this festival, I'm really going full tilt. Going what to- if, yeah, like the admin aspect of it is so kind of sickening. Like I... When someone, who was it? I think it was the Stone Roses with Glastonbury and in 95 or something. And I think John Squire broke his arm in a skiing accident <laughs> about two days before they have Stone Roses meant to headline Glastonbury for the first time. What do you do in two days? You're like, I mean, you know, luckily they got pulp and it was like one of the legendary headline sets full time. Yeah. But if, yeah, you know, if that happened to me, I've just been stressing over Zoom meetings all day. This is my th- my third one. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's this... working out the parking situation and who gets from it is, you know, it's a yeah. massive endeavor. Yeah. Never mind the acts and the acts not turning up. It's who can park where, when, and in how close to the stage. That in itself is. Yeah. Licenses for food, like food vans and stuff. Yeah. Which is something we don't really talk about enough. Yeah, I hope you've got all this prepared, Zoe, for your dream festival. What, what licenses are in? Yeah. <laughs> we see, I'm not we very... could be going till June at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not brilliant at detail, so I can imagine that things are going to go slightly wrong. But, you know, hey-ho. We'll, we'll, That's yeah. Johnny's job. Johnny's job is the logistics and the detail. Yeah, yeah good. This good. is the first I've heard of it, 20, 30-something episodes in that I'm yeah. in charge of logistics. You'll be better, than, better than me, mate. <laughs> Before we get onto your festival, we'll talk a bit about genuine actual festivals. Um, mm-hmm. Are you a fan of them, and um, which have you, which have you been to? Um, I've got to admit, I'm not a massive fan, um, but I have had fun at festivals. The first festival I went to was Glastonbury when I was, I think, I was seventeen. So that is over thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh it was proper proper old school Glastonbury. Yeah, but there's me saying that. But um um uh, I bought a ticket, most people didn't in those days, you just scaled the fence. Um it was really me and my friend Joe from school, we got I lived in Glasgow at the time, we got a bus down from Glasgow to Bristol and then got a lift to Glastonbury and uh we had no money. <laughs> <laughs> we had no money, we had no clue what we were doing. Um, I had the best time. It was super hot, really, really hot. One of those Glastonbury's where it's just, it was parched earth. Um, and uh, had an absolute ball. Really, who was playing? Who was headlining? I'm trying to think who headlined that one. Suzanne Vega headlined one night. Um, and then I can't remember that one. Who else headlined? That's a good sign, though, of a good Glastonbury if you can't remember it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. We were very young. We were very naive. And at one point I said, you know, really, we should get into the Glastonbury spirit and maybe attempt to buy some marijuana. Uh, <laughs> what transpired was we ended up buying... Um, it, it was an OXO cube, it turned out to be. Uh, <laughs> 
this bloke just gave me something in tinfoil. I went, yeah, I'll have that. And then I unwrapped it. Went, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure it's supposed to look like, well, I think that's, I think that's an oxal tube. Yeah. I, I, I was watching the US office the other day and they, Michael tries to like buy some, some weed to frame Toby and they sell him two of the truckers just to sell him a Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. It's that level. It was that level. Um, yeah, pathetic. Um, but yeah, we had no. We had very little money. I remember having like like a few quid. That's all we had. And um, uh, in those days, the Harry Krishna tent used to feed you if you went along and sang the Harry Krishna song for a while, and then they'd come around with with bowls of dal. And, they uh, still do that. As oh, do they I'm still aware. do that? Yeah. I mean, the last time I went was 2016 or 17. And yeah. they're still doing it then. And oh, okay. Yeah. Not, I, I, I didn't take advantage of it. Although um, I had a similar glass for me as you, the first one I went to, which was 2013. Like, obviously, a lot more commercial or whatever than it was in yeah. when you went 1990 or 91. But I remember just going with, like, it was me, my brother, and a mate, small tent no idea what to expect even though it was all televised and stuff but had hardly any money I was working at Bucky's at the time um had like maybe a crate of beer each or something yeah but out of all the glassmeries I went to that was by far the best one like yeah. just going into it innocent with no money yeah no kind of expectations and yeah. all the other ones since as I you know progressing my careers and you know started to have more money and more prepared going in bigger groups and going with couples and stuff they like yeah nothing like comparison to that first one office, yeah. office space on beef stock that was what it was <laughs> we were more stocked than stoned uh, yeah but I remember we had I had such a blast at that first one, probably because it was the first sort of big thing like that I'd done as well as a teenager, sort of 17, going away and um, uh, the, all the adventure attached to that. And then I went to several other, I went to two other, no, how many did I go to? Two others after that when I was about 19 and then another one when I was about, must have been about 21, 22. Then I'd had enough because it started to get really, really, really big. Um, but I saw some great, but I saw, uh, I saw Lou Reed headline. and uh the pixies um ah. yeah so that was yeah really good fun yeah the, really, really the first one that you went to did you know the person that gave you a lift from bristol or was it just no no it's just <laughs> you know what it's like when you're 17 you know oh, somebody's going oh, we're going to jump in the car what could possibly go wrong um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I, I remember getting a bus back. We've got a bus back from Glastonbury to Bristol to get the bus back to Glasgow. And there was people who had, didn't have enough money for the bus and then people were chucking five peas at them so they had enough money for the bus. It's funny, that's just stuck in my head. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was, um, 
God, that's a long trip as well. That is a, a, that long... Is a long trip from, from Glastonbury back to Glasgow. And then I think I went back to school the next day. So, oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah. when you're 17, though, you're invincible, aren't you? You can do that. You can do anything. You can just go a week without sleeping or eating. Yeah, you're like a sort of camel, you know, no <laughs> sleeping, eating or shitting. Just keep going. It's just, you know, it's just, you just keep going. <laughs> like a clueless nomad. Um, yeah. That energy is incredible that you have. I mean, I... Um, was it that one? No, our tent, our tent didn't get stolen, but our, our belongings got stolen in that Glastonbury as well. Some of our belongings got stolen. It was the sort of Glastonbury where people were just nicking tents, just picking up tents and walking away with them. And um, so, yeah, we, we left with more stuff, with less stuff than we arrived with. But it's was all it part of fun. Yeah. Any, anything sort of valuable that, that got nicked? Thankfully, at that age, we had nothing of value at all. It's like yeah, you I thought said, not. so basic. I, yeah. I wouldn't have even had a Walkman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Glastonbury has this peace and love sort of reputation, and I feel like that people do forget that um, there's a great documentary about Glastonbury and um, an accompanying book, and um, I can't remember the name of it. I really should, but uh, the. Uh, you forget that back in the 80s and stuff and like early 90s it wasn't like you know this I, I feel like the peace and love aspect is more sort of commercialized since it's been sponsored by Greenpeace and stuff like yeah. you don't tend to get the tent stealing thing there now you, you can't you do get that at Red and Lee's I'm sure you get it at every festival yeah but it yeah. wasn't always that but there's footage of the Smiths playing there in the 80s and it's just like carnage it's just yeah yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not this like place with that it is now. It's now. It's just basically, a, I don't know, a commercial vehicle. But there were certain rooms you didn't go into when I was there. When I was a kid, because there was bikers yeah. and there was like there was sort of rumours that somebody had an axe and you know that sort of thing. And there was all the time <laughs> just wandering around naked with a feather at their arsehole. And so it had that sort of feel <laughs> to it. <laughs> uh. The greenfield, you didn't go in the greenfield. They were like, don't go up there, there's bikers up there. And, you know, it, yeah, so it had that sort of, yeah. And, you know, we, like 17, no phones, no nothing. But we had nothing of value at all, which is quite nice. I, I don't have any photographs from that because um, we didn't take a camera. We didn't have our phones. You weren't worried about charging anything. You weren't worried about recording anything. It didn't matter that nobody else saw that you were there. You were there. So all of, it was it was innocent and, and lovely for that. Yeah. Last time I was in the Greenfield, there wasn't bikers. It was I was I was with some very middle class uh, hippies who were giving me ketamine. So uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just changed. Watching fireworks. Watching yeah. fireworks. Yeah, all, all, all girls as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hippies for the weekend. Like, they weren't even... Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I, when I went to Leeds Festival in 2004, uh, we found two tents that were exactly the same as one another and just swapped them round. So... <laughs> <laughs> great prank. Great They're prank. still there trying to work out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Sort of, yeah. How far away from each other were they? How far away? From... No, probably about 200, 300 meters away from each other. And oh, I don't ruin that don't... weekend there. Oh man, yeah, the confusion. Someone, someone stolen all my stuff, but replaced it with other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did that. Well, not did that to, but like I remember my mates at a festival weren't 
they they were camped on their own bit and they were like oh we can't be asked to move to where you are but they were camped right next to the toilet and they were just being lazy about it they were probably stoned or whatever i think we were 17 18 so we literally just dragged their tent like we just we've all we just put all their belongings in it and dragged their tent to where we were um just do yeah, it like a bean bag yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah That'll do. Swag, swag over your shoulder like you were robbing it yeah but apart from Glastonbury have you been to many other festivals either as a, a punter or as a performer I have I as a as a punter I went god how many years ago was it we now probably about eight years ago went to Coachella in California oh wow um, my brother was living in LA at the time and he was like come over for it so he we went to Coachella and uh um it, that is i mean it's just so ridiculous yeah. it's the complete opposite of a british festival where let's be honest somebody usually dies uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean the same person repeatedly a person. <laughs> there'll be incidents won't there they you know they'll get messy it's you know yeah. the, it, it, there are problems uh, it kind of makes for the, oh, the, you know, it kind of, there are issues. It's a bit edgy. Coachella, on the other hand, my God, it's like a sort of polo lawn of 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 posers and ridiculous um, Instagram-obsessed Californian faux hippie shite. Um <laughs> I spent three days just riling against it. I, um, I mean, it's fascinating because it is. It's 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 this incredible eye candy of a festival where everybody's beautiful, um, except for the British contingent, obviously, because <laughs> it's a hundred degrees and we're sweating our nuts off, and none of us look good in conditions like that, you know. Um, but it's on this beautiful lawn arena. Uh, near palm springs and it's basically desert um it's it's april i think it's april it's on but it's still a hundred degrees you know <laughs> so yeah. just blisteringly hot um and because it's america um you know the land of the free they have absolutely no idea how to have fun um <laughs> <laughs> so all the bars were sort of fenced in. You couldn't drink outside of the bars. You know how strict they are with booze rules in the states. You know you've got to be twenty-one and or or twenty-five sometimes, and you know have ID, and you're only allowed to buy one drink at a time. And you know, <laughs> it's just like this is ridiculous. It's a festival. Um, so you one drink at a time. Yeah, oh, no. like you had there was a limit of the amount of drinks you could buy. You know what it's like at British festival. You're like, um, what's everybody want? Um, it's like eighteen cans of red stripe, please. Um, just get a bottle of a bottle of Jägermeister. Um, <laughs> there it was just you know single drinks. You had to stay in this fenced-in area. You couldn't wander around the festival with a drink. You so you're either drinking or watching a band. You couldn't do both. Oh no. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. There's not a oh, bit of liquor. There's not a bit of litter anywhere. It's so it was so squeaky clean. So I I I sort of railed against a lot of it. However, there were there were some really cool bits of it. Um, uh, um, 
Groove Armada played. Enter in the dance, plug it in and we begin. Crowd up in the center, they watch me dividim. Watch the way we drop it in a mix time. Rise and amplifying when we come in with the swing. Just following the pattern naturally harmonizing. Climbing to position with synchronizing. Live from outer ghetto with maximizing. Sound of the move our mother with super styling. Yeah, that was great. Absolutely brilliant. In this sort of tent thing at night, so at least it wasn't 100 degrees and we weren't sweating our bits off. Um, and that was a highlight, a real highlight. And then in a tiny little tent sort of near there, um, the Orb were playing. Oh, um, yeah. And um, uh, we'd managed to get a puff or something uh, somewhere. <laughs> uh, they were playing Little Fluffy Clouds, which is, you know, a desert song. So it was, um, so that was a real highlight. It was, um, that was really, really cool. And then they ruined it by um, by letting um, Paul McCartney headline one night. So we left. Uh, <laughs> were you going to say they ruined it by letting Americans in? I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they did do that with John, the, yeah, the same Johnny, they did ruin it with, with the Americans being there. They just don't know how to have. I don't know. It's just so um, clinical. Inauth it seems like their fun is sort of fabricated, like inauthentic fun. Totally fabricated, inauthentic. Look at me. Don't I look amazing? Bad times. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I went because it was, it was, I mean, you know, a group of British people, they're just absolutely pissing their pants at everything around them. Um just taking the, <laughs> taking the absolute mickey out of everything that was going on around us. Um, <laughs> I remember, um, uh, oh, Morrissey was supposed to play, but he, he got on stage and then refused to play because he could smell burning meat. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember reading about that yeah. in at the time. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't agree to do a festival in the States. <laughs> what a fucking baby. There's gonna Jesus be burning Christ. meat. Um, yeah, I think he stormed off stage. Uh, That's not like him. Not I like Mor Morrissey to be an awkward bastard. I know, such a level headed man normally. <laughs> and in light of recent events, he's probably got a very good crowd in America these days. So he yeah, probably does. He probably does. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Well, we didn't catch um, that one. We, that was quite weird because what we what a lot of people do at Coachella is they um they stay in quite swanky golf villas about five miles from the actual site, so that you've got a nice place to stay during the night, so you're not ha having to camp in what is freezing cold at night and then deadly hot during the day. So yeah, that was we, we had a we had a laugh, but it was laughing at not with. <laughs> I bet you had more fun when you went back to the to the like villa thing, but, like afterwards. Yeah, we did have, we had quite a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We did, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's only a quick point. Coachella always has it always has the best lineups. Like it always has the most. And I've always thought I'd love to go over there. And then yeah. um, my mates went in about probably not around the same. Maybe like 2015, 16. Yeah. Um, and they're just a couple, but they told me the exact same thing as you, which has kind of put me off. And then obviously it's got a reputation for that now. But um, but then the lineup is incredible. But I suppose Glastonbury gets incredible lineups too. Yeah. Sorry, go on. What, yeah. what, what were you going to say? It is a long way to go for a good lineup, I'll be honest. It is. And true, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, 
Once you realise you couldn't take your beer out of the gated facility, you'd be living like that. Next, next flight home. Yeah, you'd float to California for that. Um, and then otherwise, it's just been as as a, as a performer at various things, just usually sort of blapping in for the day and then leaving. Because the older I've got, the less festival happy I am. Um, I like a solid toilet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like a bit of porcelain of an evening. Um, and uh, I've done Latitude a couple of times. Not a massive fan. Um, it's fun. Now, this is controversial for a comedian to come on and say this, and I'm, I'm glad that someone finally has. Why are you not a massive fan? I just find it so bland. It's so bland. And one of the funniest, 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 funniest thing that happened to me, the uh, funniest thing I experienced at uh, Latitude was being with the comedian Steve First, who does Lenny Beige. And we were, we were watching some, I can't even remember who was on stage. And there were some kids in front of us, um, you know, undoubtedly called, you know, Moonbeam and Jago, who had headphones on and Steve just turned to me and went that's in case they hear an Essex accent um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah quite bland um, uh, I've compared the comedy stage there which is just it's a fate worse than death because um, you're basically just sort of comparing to a tide of people coming in and out of a tent. Um, you, you should, you know, if you're comparing the latitude comedy tent there, just put your ego in a sort of freezer bag and smash it with a rolling pin, very much like you do with uh, digestive biscuits if you were making a cheesecake. It's um, <laughs> it's just really hard. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty... And they paint the sheep, and aren't we unique? And, you know, they've got fairy lights in the trees and all of that, and it's really expensive and um, and dull. Uh, so <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> Have you ever stayed for the weekend, or do you just go in for the day? Yeah, like stayed for the weekend once. Uh Beside, so we ended up pitching our tent beside what I can only describe as absolute bell ends. Um, so that didn't help. Um, <laughs> and then we realized we were on a slight slope and we were in mortal danger of this um camper van rolling down on top of us and killing us. So I couldn't relax the whole time I was there. Um, uh, yeah, been twice, won't be going again. <laughs> Although I have had some fun time. I saw Grace Jones there and she was absolutely incredible. Look out of the front row and rode him up and down the stage like like it was a horse. Uh, so that was fun. Um, who else I see? Pet Shop Boys, I think I saw there, and they were really good. So I have seen some good people there, um, but uh, just, yeah, not for me. Not for me, thanks. 
Shall we, we move on to your dream festival then, uh, where you don't have to have any people call Moonbeam there if you don't want, and no, no. Instagram can be banned, and so can Americans. So... Okay! <laughs> 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 well, to begin with, we'll need a name for it and a location. You've obviously been to festivals abroad, and you've lived all over the British Isles, so um, plenty of places to pick from, I think. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to go for... Um... I really like snow. I love I love snow and I love the woods and I love wildlife. And uh, as I've already sort of slightly suggested, not that keen on people. So I'm going to choose somewhere quite difficult to get to um, so that uh, it is a, um, a, a select band. I'm going to say about 1,500 people tops. Um, nice. to this festival. Yeah, about 1,500 people tops. It's going to be called Snowzoland. <laughs> Brilliant. And it's going to take place uh, deep in the woods in Finland near a lake. Uh, I haven't decided on which lake yet because my knowledge of Finnish lakes is, is thin. <laughs> um, uh, like the ice that will uh, inevitably be... Uh, top of it but but quite remote um at least 24 hours to get there from anywhere the sort of chilly end of it'd be like a sort of yeah in the same way that burning man um again something you should have gone to maybe 30 40 years ago not now um yeah it'll be like a, a snowy burning man melty man um <laughs> <laughs> Melty Man or Steamy Man, depending on which point of the burning process you're at. So, yes, quite a remote location, deep in a Finnish forest near a lake. And it'll take part. Um, it'll be the first week in February we're having it. Nice. Why yeah. is that? Well, because January is so awful, it'll give you something to look forward to if you're going. Um, and I reckon probably get the deepest snow but coupled with the slightly lighter nights. Um, where where are you staying if you if if you're right. like whereabouts? This it is quite an exclusive festival. Uh, you will need a little bit of wedge to take part in this one. Obviously, there's no camping. You'd be a nutter. Um, yeah. It's um, uh, cabins. Nice. Log cabins. Log cabins. Sleep between two and ten people, depending on what you're into. Um, so yeah, log cabins around the lake, uh, all with their own ensuite facilities. Because uh, anybody who goes to this festival, anybody who attends Snowzoland, um, will be very much like me and appreciate an indoor bog. Also, it's probably minus twenty outside. And you could probably lose a, a part, if not all, of your genitals were you <laughs> taking a dump in the woods. <laughs> Temperatures of that like. <laughs> also any any sense that are left in the in those sort of conditions animals will be able to track you so yes yes indeed i mean i'm again i'm not entirely up on uh dangers of the finnish wood but um a wolf i would imagine that sounds like a band that might play at coachella dangers <laughs> yeah. of the finnish wood. <laughs> hidden dangers of the finnish wood they were brilliant their first album was amazing <laughs> And they went off. They went off the boil a bit. Um, so that's where it'll be. The idea being, you see, because the music obviously is a massive part of this, but the outdoors is also going to be a huge part of this festival. So during the 
inverted commas, daylight hours, which will be what, like half an hour between 11 o'clock and half 11 when the sun comes up and then pops down again. Uh, people can go cold water swimming, uh, cross-country skiing, uh, saunas, uh, that sort of thing. That sounds so good. I watched, um, I don't know if any of you guys watched over Christmas, I watched uh, Gordon, Gino and Fred. It's nine metres to the last hole. I have to trust that the adrenaline rushing through my body will get me through. Diving inside a frozen lake. Isn't it amazing? Yes! Okay. The king of the kitchen, now is the king of ice. Amazing. It's 12 treacherous metres back to the first hole. And I'm going to attempt it in one. Right, guys, you ready? What are you doing? Watch and learn. First one is done. Second one is done. Yes! Well done. Yes! Nice one. Well done, man. That was invigorating. They're uh, their Christmas special. And they did this sort of, they did Lapland. And okay. like, basically, everything you've described and all the activities, like the steam rooms and yeah. They went sledging and all this stuff is basically this episode of Gordon, Gordon Gino yeah. and Fred. And it looked like they had the best time. And it's yeah. it's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. We'll be eating a lot of them. There'll be a, a – you can cook in your own cabin, but also there's food There's food to be had. But it's it is just meatballs and cranberry sauce. Um, fine, so if you don't moment. eat that, then you're a bit screwed. Oh, yeah. Morris, Morrissey won't be there then. Is... Morrissey will definitely not be there. <laughs> you won't either, Johnny. Uh, if we've got some vegetarian meatballs, I'm not as, uh, <laughs> you can have the I'm not as against the smell of burning flesh as Morrissey seems to be. Uh, so I can cope with it. <laughs> um, for Snow Zone Land, what, what days of the week? I know we're having it in the first week of February. Is there specific days that you like to, it to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've thought about this. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Because then you've got Saturday, Sunday to prepare for it. If you do have a job still post-pandemic, you've got the Saturday and Sunday still to prepare for it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, brilliant. Thursday to get home. Friday, why would you bother going to work? Back into Saturday, Sunday. I like that. I like that. I like that, that thought. You know, if you're going to do a festival and you're going to do it properly, um, you're going to need at least a three-day airbag at the end of it to get over it. I feel like a lot, a lot of comedians... Um, not a lot, but for, I mean, the people who tend to choose that that schedule, it's, it's kind of for the similar reason as usually comedians or like, well, myself, I'm a freelancer, so I can I can appreciate that. Yeah, that schedule. Like, I wouldn't need you wouldn't need to if you're a freelancer or a comedian or a musician, I suppose you wouldn't need to book any time off work. No, I mean, I, I mean, I can't see me working ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not at latitude after some of the things. Yeah, not at latitude. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gutted, not. Um, 
And Monday, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll also put people off uh, that do have nine to fives from yeah. going. So it would reduce the number of uh, potential people from coming to your festival. Absolutely. Also, no kids. So, you know, Great. I'm not going to shed a tear over that. Um, that's, some, that's something that kind of freaks me out, like bringing kids to festivals. When I when I, when I see a kid at Glastonbury, like, like getting called... Um, called moonbeam getting pushed around in a fucking um wheelbarrow yeah and i and i'm i'm pissed at like half three in the afternoon um i don't want to see that i don't no. want to see little moonbeam i don't want to see poppy i don't want to see henry yeah. i don't want to see that this is for adults like yeah. what are you contributing financially to the festival what are you contributing vibe wise i don't want any fucking kids at the festival so i'm glad <laughs> you said that I'm glad you said it so that I didn't have to say it so energetically. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like kids. I have, I have nephews <laughs> and I, I love them, but I don't want them in this in an adult. I don't, yeah. I don't show up at, um, I don't show up at Wacky Warehouse. The one time I did, I got uh, arrested. <laughs> for it, so. <laughs> yeah, adult only soft play area. That's what I'm looking for. Um, yes, please. Um, Yes, yeah, so yes, it, it's not. It doesn't cater. There won't be any. Oh God, there'll be no puppetry theatre or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. None of that. There'll be no stories at dusk. Um, so I mean, bring your child if you have to. If you don't feel like you're a complete human without it around, absolutely bring it. But there'll be there'll be nothing there to entertain it. Um, and, uh, it's entirely your own responsibility. You can go and play with the wolves in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play with the bears. Go and do an actual Goldilocks experience. <laughs> Should we? We'll start with the Monday of Snow Zone Land. What's what's that looking like? Who's headlining? Who's playing? Right. Okay. We're going to go straight in with uh, Sisters in the Snow on a Monday. It's an all-female lineup. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a massive advocate of like all-female anything's, um, but I just had to think about it and went, "No, we're having that day. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a Sisters in the Snow day." So I'm gonna have um, bolshy women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, one of my absolute favourites. Uh, Fever Ray will be playing. Scandy, actually, because she's Swedish, I think. Um, yeah. Robin, also Swedish. I knew that was coming next. As soon yeah. as you said, kept it quite Scandy. Yeah, Robin. We love Robin. We love Robin on this podcast. I went to see her last year in... Um, was it last year? No, it would have been the year before. Yeah, the year before. Uh, at Alexandra Palace, which was brilliant. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a splash of Bjork.
not too much because it can get a little bit grating. Um, <laughs> and then completely non-Scandi will go, we'll have Grace Jones. Yes. And then headlining, headlining in the sort of ethereal, because we're easing in on a Monday. We're easing in, but somebody who would really appreciate the snow and the surroundings and the trees and the the beauty uh, will have Kate Bush's closing. Amazing. I was going to say when you were describing it, I was like, "Can I? Should I chip in and say, is it going to be Kate Bush?" But yeah. then, if it's not Kate Bush. I'd, you'd sound like a bit of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. <laughs> I Cheryl Cole. Something <laughs> the ethereal beauty of a frozen magical land can only captain. <laughs> It can be one person, Mrs. Yeah. Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. Oh, I dislike. Um, yeah, it's be everyone. <laughs> doing a two-hour immersive light, uh, light show, uh, performance show, and uh, yeah, gig two-hour two-hour headlining spot there. Did you, you, did you get before? to see Kate Bush? Bush? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get to yeah. see Kate question. Bush. Yeah, got to see her at Hammersmith Apollo. Um, when she played, was it how many nights did she play? Some ridiculous 30 nights or something. Something uh, mad, yeah. It was amazing. It stayed with me. I know this makes me sound really like I'm so, like, such a stupid old hippie, but it stayed with me and resonated in my very being for about a week afterwards. It was so beautiful. She was so beautiful. Her voice was incredible, absolutely incredible. Well, yeah, you think your name's Moonbeam. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pure art. Yeah, just I know. pure art. And it's unapologetic. And it's so... I mean, I mean, the guys, you know, created the stage show. I just... It was, it was incredible. It was so incredible and so beautiful. Yeah, it was... So to see her in that surround, in a sort of snowy, magical surround... Um, would be yeah fabulous if you look i'm looking at that day and i'm thinking like that that could be one of the most powerful days we've ever had in terms of just like that's that's five absolute like legends really be a good day be a good day. day yeah it'd be a good Is day. It, was, were those performances when kate bush did she fly off at the end is, um, is it where we have, we have Maisie Adams, she talked about it, and I'm sure she said that Kate Bush, or was that just what she added for her festival, Tommy, can you remember? Probably. Uh, <laughs> it, I think, no, there was, I feel like there was, because she and her mum went, didn't they? And I feel like there was something about her, some sort of thing flying, but then I think we did exaggerate it to the point where she could actually fly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do have I do have a recollection of that, yeah. She banned. She banned. All, she banned all photography from those shows. So if people could say anything happened, and you'd have to believe it, because yeah, uh... yeah. Um, 
Oh, it was a yeah. She had this beautiful scene in it where she was sort of drifting off to sea on a you know, um, in a in a life jacket, and it was just it, it, honestly, it was it was a it was one it was probably the best gig I've ever been to. Wow. Yeah. She yeah. and she'd be in those in that setting as well, like you say, she'd be so perfect for that setting. They have in 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 my in in Snow Zoland. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I like to imagine that the the stage is sort of it's like a half igloo. So yeah, that so and then perfectly white on the inside, so perfect for projection. Actually, this I'm... is getting really viable now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stop doing the stop doing the costings now, and we'll. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the right time to be. <laughs> no, no, sadly not. The, fi uh, the Finnish tourist board might, you know, want more, you know, people coming into their country. This could be just the thing. After... This is true. This is true. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what inf infection rates are like over there, but I imagine it's, it, it, you know, it's quite a small country and quite sparsely populated. So, yeah. fifteen hundred people socially distanced. Yeah. Who knows? I think I, I think I think people will pay over the odds right now as well for this sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is not a cheap ticket. Because um, I've never actually been to Finland, but I imagine if it's anything like the rest of Scandinavia, it's distressingly expensive. Yeah. Um, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I've only been Stockholm in Scandinavia. I've been like I've been three or four times, and I just couldn't. I I was flabbergasted when they said. Three quarters of a pint at Carlsberg was like the equivalent of ten quid. I was like, first of all, yeah. I hate Carlsberg. Um, Carlsberg. So, yeah. Second of all, not even a pint. Third of all, yeah. ten bloody quid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and w one more thing before we move on to the Tuesday, Grace Jones. I have a big regret because I I went to Primavera one year where she was playing. And mm. I didn't go. I can't remember who I watched instead. But I remember all the girls we were with were going. And me and a few mates, like, we just saw some kind of average indie band. And to be fair, I wasn't, like, massively into it at the time. Um, and I've got I've got into, weirdly, like, this... Well, not this year, last year, 2020. And now I'm just like, what the hell were you doing? Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed. Yeah. She, she's amazing. She's a big hero of mine, a massive hero of mine, because again, she's all about. She, she, you know, it's all about the performance and committing to the performance, and just so individual and so unique. And you know, when she was around, when, you know, in, in the eighties, when let's be honest, diversity on television wasn't great. And you were just seeing this incredibly beautiful, strong black woman just dressed like an absolute loon, uh, you know, um, in, in combining design, um, fashion, uh, music, and and ballsiness for it for a young gay girl as I was, you know, growing up in, in my bedroom in Glasgow at that time when I was going to Glasgow. She was everything. I was like, that's what you want to be, you know. That's what you want to be. Um, and, then, and then she's on James Bond films and she's oh, going out with oh. Dolph Lundgren. Like, yeah. 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 So cool. So and cool. She's, you know, she's got such a cracking voice and such an amazing catalogue of music as well. And Yeah, uh, I've discovered too, as I've discovered too late in my life, annoying Yeah, her. Yeah, absolutely love her. You'll be able to go and see her at Snow Zone Land, though, so... Yeah, True. she'll be late. Every cloud. She'll be late, Can't obviously. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
what we'll have to do there is plan to have her on at about noon, but know that she won't be actually on stage till four. So there'll have to be some sort of filling acts. That's uh, fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Should we move on to the Tuesday then? Tuesday's big bangers. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to go for. Um, I've always loved uh, um, uh, electronic music and synth music. Uh, so um, I think we're going to we're going to start off gently uh, with um, with Jean Michel Jarre. Again, I think he'll be really good in that environment. I think, you know, a bit of oxygen flying out over the Finnish forest land would be quite spectacular. Um, um, so we'll have Jean-Michel Jarre. Um, uh, Kraftwerk will be there. with um, 3D show that they do. Uh, I went to see them a few years ago in Brighton. It was brilliant at the Brighton Centre. It was just 3,000 
aging electronic music lovers sat in 3D glasses, <laughs> just just <laughs> and one of my mates was doing security on the door, and she was like, "This is shit." I was like, "No, no, no, no you don't understand. This is awesome." She was like, "They're about four thousand years old." I went, "I don't care. It's craft work." I don't, she went, but they're not doing anything. They just stood behind her. I went, it is craft work and they are amazing. So, yes. Yeah, so if, if it weren't for craft work, like there'd be, there'd be nothing really, like yeah. electronic music wise. No, yeah, they were the pioneers. Yeah, yeah, absolute pioneers. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I heard, you know, a model. She's a model and she's looking good. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, oh, I've just I've actually bearing that in mind, I've got I've just added that there's a there's a there's a last minute addition to this one then on the Tuesday. Um, it'll be Laurie Anderson as well. She's joining in. She's only doing half an hour, but she's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so I can hear her play live. Um, oh, Superman in that in that environment as well, because uh, that piece of music changed my life. Right. Okay. I, was, I was 11 when I first heard it. I was in the back of my dad's car and it came on the radio and it's about 10 minutes long and it sounded like nothing else I'd ever heard. I don't know if I've heard that, you know. Oh, Superman. It's... So, she... She's... She's such a... Well, alternative musician. Um, And it's such a bizarre track, Oh, Superman. Um, And there's so little to it, but it's... It's it's so engaging. Um... Yeah, and it made me realise, I think at that young age, that there was um there was a there was, there was an alternative world out there of creativity. It didn't have to be the pap that you were fed on top of the pops or whatever. There was this other thing that existed, and that's what she opened my eyes to. But I get you know, she's um she's a slightly older lady now and it's quite cold there, so I think half an hour is going to be sufficient. Then <laughs> um, straight back into the log cabin. Straight back in with a tartan blankie on. Um, and then we'll go uh, uh, Chemical Brothers. Chemical Brothers are a band that I'm... I think this is the first time that they've been picked and uh, for anybody. And I'm surprised they're, they're one of those sort of mainstay Glastonbury and yeah. other festival bands that always seem to put on a good show. Have loads of great singles, but I'm surprised mm. that this is the first time that anybody's picked them. I've never seen them live. I've never seen them live, and I'd love to see them live. So that now is a perfect opportunity. Now that I'm curating this, uh, I can I can get them there. Their set at Glastonbury 2019 was incredible. Mm, uh, yeah, I saw that on TV. Watched it on telly. It was just brilliant. 
And yeah. um, uh, again, the visuals that they had incorporated into that were, were incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, in- amazing festival band, like yeah. Johnny says. Yeah, They're also um, one of the great um, Manchester bands that never get really mentioned as a Manchester band as well. Yeah, it's true. And um, co- collaborated with Noel Gallagher, haven't they, a couple of times? Have they? Yeah, that, that uh, Let Forever Be. Also stick Groove Armada in there. Yeah, I thought they were going to come up on this day. Yeah. Better, in, better environment than Coachella. Yeah, much better. And headlining that night is um, uh, Underworld. That might be the first time they've been mentioned as well, Johnny. Am I, am I... Underworld, yeah, I think it is. is and, it? Uh, to say that they had one of the most iconic songs of the '90s in one of the most iconic films of the '90s is is quite surprising. Like Tommy says, along with Chemical Brothers, it's surprising that they've never been picked before. I went to see them uh, November 2019 in Amsterdam, and. Um... Just so much fun, so much fun. Bearing in mind he's what, 61, 62? So really? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. that old? Wow. Yeah. He looks amazing, he looks amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, so much energy, so much naughty energy. Um, 
And it started as a gig and then just really quickly extended into this mad rave. It was just brilliant. And, you know, old people my age, you know, sort of mid to, mid to late 40s, early 50s. And it finished at 11 o'clock and we stayed in a hotel right next door. So it was just perfect. It was just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Amsterdam is the ideal place to see somebody like Underworld as well. Oh, yeah. Because, well, A, it's Amsterdam, but also... The Dutch just do things really, really well. You know? They do. They do. The stadium was beautiful. Uh, everything just worked really well. There was no aggro. There was no aggro. It was, oh, sorry, did I bump into I'm sorry, did I bump into you? You know, it's just... <laughs> um, I bet you were smoking plenty of OXO cubes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of OXO brownies before yeah, you went yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was just perfect. Just perfect. Perfect. So they um, they can make my the, the the hair on the back of my neck stand up on end. So yeah, to close the show, that would be. Would you have a yeah, yeah. Would you have a curfew that night, or would you let them play long into the morning? Because they're all the sort of bands that at Glastonbury carry on till like two, three o'clock, aren't they? I think you'd have to go. That's a, that's the Tuesday, which of course is your traditional party day. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to just let it roll, wouldn't you? You'd have to just let it roll. Yeah. Yeah, I always said that. Tuesday, the, the, the yeah, traditional party day. day. Tuesday. <laughs> it's practically the weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's Tuesday today, isn't it, as we record this? <laughs> yes, it's yeah. practically the weekend. I might, I, I might have a beer tonight, then. You've, you've, you've encouraged A little me. bit of Oxo. You'll be, uh, <laughs> treat yourself. I'm stupidly doing dry January, which is I don't. Oh God, oh. I don't know how you could. I, I, cl- I, I think... well, who needs clarity of thought during a global pandemic? Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck dry bit... January this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny I... doesn't drink to be fair, so he's 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 okay. So. Oh, well done. Yeah. I do hydrate. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not he completely drinks liquid. Just to stay moist through osmosis. Um, yeah. just completely stopping it. Bad <laughs> place, you know. You'll feel good, though. You'll, you'll feel good so. at the end of it. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, yeah. Ice cream's become my new vice. It's really strange. Like, you, you do need to have a treat. So yeah. I'm like, and I'm, I don't normally have a sweet tooth, but now I'm like those little things of Hagen dazs I'm like, oh, yeah. Gonna treat myself to one of them. <laughs> and whenever I stop drinking as well, if I have a week off or a couple of weeks off, it's always ice cream that I go yeah. to. I think it's just a sugar rush, maybe. It's yeah. Anyway. And I I'm like you, I don't have a sweet tooth either. Yeah. But then when I stop drinking, I'm like, right, ice cream. That's what yeah. I need. Yeah. See anyway. Uh, you can have plenty of ice cream and plenty of booze, I, I suppose, at Snow's Oland. Yes. There'll be um uh an uh I'll Yes, because I'd like to think there'd be sort of um, vodka fountains, you know, those sort of luges, <laughs> you know, where you send a shot of vodka down a frozen luge so it comes out the other end at a sort of really, really good temperature. Oh, yeah. that sounds lovely. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, that's what we'll be having. The Nord- right. It sounds like the Nordic equivalent of a chocolate fountain. Yes, yeah, chocolate fountain. <laughs> a, a, a vodka luge. A chocolate fountain without thinking, just rectal dysfunction. It's just. 
Rectal <laughs> dysfunction are more of a sort of uh, monsters of rock band just rather than. It. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh God, that just looks like like a disaster, an absolute anal disaster. Uh, An anal disaster are different bands. So. <laughs> anal disaster headline Coachella, nineteen ninety. <laughs> Thing is, I, I I hope to God actually after after COVID and when we're truly clear of it that things like that, like mutual, I, I'm not even a buffet fan. I hope all these things like kind yeah. of finally fuck off after this and I'm with people you. just stop because. And even touchscreens at McDonald's, like, did you see that study? I think that was even before COVID. Like, they're just covered in fecal matter. They're <laughs> covered in shit. Everything is covered in shit. I hope, I hope after this we can all just stop, like, having mutual food and just have our own fucking food. I, 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 mean, needed, I, to, I needed that, Ram. I used to travel up to London a lot on the train, obviously. And, you know, the, the fact that it's taken this long for an outbreak of anything, when you've been on a, a, on a southern train, it is basically, they're so dirty. They're just held together with oh. eczema and crap. And it's like, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and cruise ships, don't even get me started on a cruise oh, ship. Oh, God. Once ago, one of those floating sewage systems. <laughs> Anyhow... Oh. No, yeah. On on to Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is another reason why Finland in the snow is great. No germs. It's super clean. It feels clean. clean. Yeah, it feels clean. It's too cold for any smell to survive. It's just super clean. Um, so final day, Wednesday, um, is uh, it's just an absolute nosebleed, full on. Dance day, uh, house music dance day. Um, we'll start gentle. We'll start <laughs> gentle. We'll start with some. Um, I, I'm really into. I'm really into um, quite a lot of German electronic music and electronic DJs. Um, they always seem to be German. They always seem to be quite sulky. Whenever you look at their, pro their profiles on Spotify, it's just sort of sulky looking <laughs> young German men with a lot of equipment behind them. Um, so we'll start. Early, sort of uh, after breakfast of meatballs, um, it'll be uh, Schiller who'll get us going. A bit of Schiller. Mm. Went to see him in Switzerland a few years ago. It was one of the weirdest gigs I ever went to because the Swiss really don't know how to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> we will sit down for this entire duration. Okay, fine, fair enough. Um, Just very neutral. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our, the biggest Your Fest fan who runs the out of out of context account, Jew, who is uh, in fact Swiss. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait for her to hear this bit. A remarkable country. There's a reason why punk never came out of Switzerland. There's just nothing. <laughs> How do you get angry when everything works? Um, uh, so then, yeah, we'll carry on the day with. We'll have. Um, uh, oh, I'm gonna. Oh. Hang on, I'm adding one. Yaris uh, 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 Vron, uh, is he um, Dutch DJ? Uh, right. Tommy's writing this down like he knows how to spell it. V R O O N Vroon Vroon. Ah, uh, it's nowhere near. <laughs> Yaris Vroon. Uh, we'll have uh, Jan Blamvest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making you just, you're just trying to give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can't wait as well when I edit it to, this to find all these acts and d- try and decide which is like the most appropriate song to put underneath yeah. it. Yeah, how, what say that one again? Sorry, Jan Blanvitz. Jan Blanvitz. So J A N B L O M Q. Is it Vic? Oh, I have to Google how to spell his surname. Um, so I'll have a guess at the end when when I'm announcing it. Don't worry. Blanvquist. Uh, Mon- Monolink, which is Monolink. Uh, Art Back. Art Back. Art Back. Yeah. I thought I thought then you went, ah, oh, back, as oh. in Johann Sebastian, <laughs> and you just remembered that you wanted him at the festival. Um, who else am I going to have? Uh, ben Bomer. Yeah. And uh, Yotto. Yotto, my favourites. And Camel Fat. A Camel Fat headlining? No, no. Because that's all quite right. Now, people laugh at me when I talk about music like this, but I I really like this sort of uh, involved electronic music, and I've been ridiculed and laughed at before by calling it intelligent music. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why ever so who would ridicule you for that <laughs> I'm like listen to it it's really intelligent they're like <laughs> so I think you know that's quite an intense day of uh, electronic dance music so to finish it off and to and as a as a homage to my homeboy um, and a bit James of- Blunt mm-hmm. James, James Blunt <laughs> <laughs> Elaine Page is headlining that night. <laughs> Cheryl Cole. <laughs> Again. Um, we want to end on a real party high and just a bit of fun and very tongue in cheek and uh, good time vibes. And the only person that could do that is Fat Boy Slim. So, uh, uh, yes. Right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, right about now. Brighton's Brighton's most famous song as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we can share a lift home. <laughs> we can get in the van on the way home together. So that's why I've done that. Yeah. So so quite an intense day of quite heavy electronic music, followed by a lot of fun from Fat Boy. Is that a sort of genre that you've always been into? Is it something that you've more got into over time? I've always no, I've always been into it. Yeah, I think it started with Kraftwerk. Started with Kraftwerk, um, Human League, Heaven Seventeen, but early Human League. Um, their their first album, Travelog, is still just an amazing 
uh, synth album. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and never. I always find it mad that they're from Sheffield. Like yeah. they just seem so like far out there. Oh, I got to introduce them on the stage a few years back at Brighton Pride, and I was such a massive Phil Oakey fan when I was a kid that. If I if my if I'd been able to tell my twelve year old self that I'd be introducing Phil Oakey onto the stage, my twelve year old self would have died. And then it, this would <laughs> I was <laughs> I was so over the moon. And again, because he was just that, you know, he had the 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 famous lopsided haircut, wore lipstick, cat suits, jumpsuits rather, and high heels. And you're like, what a beautiful man thing. Um, he just he was he was beautiful to me absolutely beautiful so um yeah uh to get to meet him was lovely it was really lovely um so yes quite an intense day of electronic music at the end if you're not into that you're not going to really enjoy this festival i'll be honest with you uh, and then lo lots of light-hearted fun from fat boy have you seen fat boy son before yeah yeah brighton seafront not the infamous one where it all went a bit um, tits up because they didn't, <laughs> didn't realise how many people would turn up. Um, um, I saw here it would have been whoa, about 14 years ago on Brighton Seafront, 13 years ago. Um, absolutely lashed it down with rain. It was New Year's Day and it bucketed down with rain. And um, he nearly he kept getting electrocuted from these. Um, <laughs> from oh, these. fucking hell. Yeah, and it was it was great. Yeah, it oh, always go on, Johnny. It always blows my mind that Norman Cook was in the House Martins as well, yeah. <laughs> who are also brilliant. Um, I, I the only time I didn't. Yeah, it is the only time. Yeah, the only time I saw him was um, it was a Sunday afternoon at Glastonbury. I can't remember if I've told this on this or not, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. But Sunday afternoon at Glastonbury and we were just, we were in the park area and we were walking past and we just heard Praisey playing and it was just in like a, a tiny tent, like one of the smallest sort of tents you could get at Glastonbury, like just two, 300 people, if that. Um, and then me and my mate, and it was, again, it was that first Glastonbury, really sunny one, like not much money, like just proper innocent and that. And we walked in, we're like, oh, you know, banger to be fair, but not expecting who the, the man who wrote that song would actually be standing there playing it. So it's like Fat Boy Slim at like three o'clock in a Sunday afternoon, about 200 people. And then it was just him DJing and everyone like singing Praise You. And he had just all these people dressed as uh, rabbits on stage, <laughs> just loads of human rabbits, just like dancing, just going mad. And we we're like, fucking hell, this is Glastonbury. This is yeah. brilliant. Excellent. And then, yes, they had like a you know an hour long set from him just unexpectedly on a Sunday afternoon. Brilliant, which is amazing. Yeah, 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 brilliant. He's a lovely guy. I got to meet him not so long ago, and he's such a sweet, sweet, sweet guy. So um, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, I often see him down on Brighton Seafront because um, uh, he loves this city and just loves it. So yeah, yeah. Is that where you are? Is that where you live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've only been to Brighton once. I went for my old band were playing Great Escape. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, when was this? Three years ago, I think. Oh, well, God knows what year we're in anymore, but uh, 20, 2017 or something. And uh, 
yeah, one of the best weekends of my life. Like I was, I was only there for like from Friday to Monday, but yeah, just one of the best place I've ever been. It's I've got a lot of friends down there as well, but so friendly and so fun. Yeah, it is. I'm, I, and you know, it's, it, I'm so lucky. I know how so lucky I am to live here. I, I really am. And uh, where I am at the moment, I can see the sea, I can see the sea out of the window just over there. And it's just, it's a, it's a lifesaver. It really is. But yeah, it's a really, it's a really energetic and creative city. And people like Fat Boys, it, they, they put so much back into it and they, they love the city and, you know, they love him. So, um, yeah, so he'll be closing the show, and we'll be lovely getting, stuff. We'll be getting an Uber home together. <laughs> <laughs> Just be nice to get a lift from someone you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older. Tommy, do you want? I'm older and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, do you want to run through Zoe's festival for us? Yeah. God, yeah, the sun, the sun, sorry, the Wednesday's going to be a bit of a struggle. Uh, Zoe Lyons, uh, your, your fest is, um, I've got three bullet points at the start. Johnny said them, but I think we'll stick by them. No, no beams, no, no, sorry, no moonbeams, no Insta, no Americans. Uh, so it's 1,500 people tops. And the name of the festival is called Snow Zolands. And it's uh, some woods in Finland uh, near a lake. And it's the first week in February, so we've got something to look forward to uh, with all this rubbishness and January in particular. It's on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday is Sisters in the Snow, and it's an all-female lineup. We've got Fever Ray, Robin, Bjork, Grace Jones, and headline that day, two-hour set from the incredible Kate Bush. Tuesday, we've got uh, Jean-Michel Jean Jarre, sorry, Craftwork. Uh, Laurie Anderson, Chemical Brothers, Groove Armada, and headline that day, we've got Underworld. Wednesday, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to be so I'm going to be selective here. Uh, luckily, uh, if if you're still listening, so we didn't say all these. Not too, she said them not too long ago. Uh, Schiller, Janis Vroom, Jan Blankvis, Moonlink, Artback, Ben Vomer, Yotto, Camel Fat. And headlining Fat Boy Slim. I think I did all right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zoe Lyons, thank you very much for coming on your festival. Thank you very much. You. I'm, I'm looking forward to my festival. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, I am too. <laughs> That was episode 28 with Zoe Lyons, who was an incredible guest. So much fun to speak to. So fun to do. Tommy, I think you enjoyed it. You were laughing all the way through. <laughs> was I? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm annoying like that. But <laughs> no, she was, uh, she was brilliant. And uh, I mean, as I mentioned in the episode, the, the fact that I've watched just before Christmas the Gordon, Gino and Fred in that pretty much that exact location. So it was one of those where uh, I could really visualise the festival itself. And despite the cold weather, I think, you know, staying in the log cabins and that, and the, the fact that there's just not loads of people made it very attractive. And, and the lineup was great. Yeah, I didn't expect her to be quite as uh, into hard electronic music as it transpired. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, actually, I... <laughs> I had no fucking idea who any of those were, other than Fat Boy Slim. Um, 
but the other two days I loved. Maybe I'd go home early. I, I, I didn't say that to her, but I'm, 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 I'm saying that now. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, do go back and listen to some of our previous guests. Go and follow the Your Fest set list on Spotify, which features loads of the songs that's been featured in our previous episodes. But you can follow Zoe on Twitter at Zoe Lyons. You can follow Your Fest on Twitter and on Instagram at Your Fest Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Gabriel. Do not click follow on Instagram. And you can go and follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Andrew Stew. And we'll be back again next week for episode 29 of Your Fest. We'll see you then, and we love you lots and lots. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.